1: Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. There is no Gordo this week. He has COVID um, and apparently has lost his voice as a result. Um, so we are joined by last week's guest, Joy Slanzak. How are you, Joy?
0: Doing great, Andy. How are you?
1: Yeah, very well. Good. And in fine vocal performance as as you are as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: So we'll soldier on without without Gordon this week. Um, I've got his results from last week to recap, which I'm sure he'll be delighted about. But obviously we'll start off with myself. And uh, the banker pick, I let this team down here, man. My banker did not come in last week for the first time in a long time. Uh, Forfer at home to Cowdenbeath in Scottish League 2. Uh, the home win was 1-2 and they really should be winning this game. And they, they drew on each which was just a bit of a disaster, really. <laughs> Gordon yeah. did a hell of a lot better. Um, in the Netherlands, in the Eerste Divisie, I get with Excelsior at home to Helmond. Uh, the home win here was 4-11, to 11, and they went and ran out 3-0 winners. So that, that's what you want from a banker pick. So well done, G-Man. Joey, how did you get on? Better.
0: Yeah, so my banker was, uh, unfortunately, the only bright spot of the weekend for me, but boy, was it bright. I uh, I had Western United just to score. I was going to take them on the double chance um, at slightly better odds, but I thought there's no way Brisbane were going to keep a clean sheet. And sure enough, it took 35 minutes. Uh, Brisbane got a red card and then from there, Western United scored three goals. So yeah. definitely could have gotten a little greedier.
1: Cruz then, um, and I let down the banker travel uh, last week, which is not good at all. I'll be looking to write that with this week's picks. Um, On to the value picks then, and I did much better here um, in the English League 2 with a home win for Exeter against Stevenage at odds of just under evens. Um, Exeter ran out 2-1 winners and my value pick came in. Um, it was Gordo's turn to let one of the trebles down as his pick of Suterol away at Feral Pissalo in the Serie C, Group A I mean, this, this was the sort of game we were having to look at last week. There were no football matches on. It was sort of like an international break where there were very few international games and there were just no yeah. games on. <laughs> so Gordon was in, in regional leagues in Italy um, and his away pick of Sunturl at 11-10. to 10. Did not come in. They lost 1-0. Um, but Joey, yourself?
0: yeah I, uh, I tried bringing things closer to home with picking the MLS and uh, unfortunately it did not come in either. It was a I liked Portland Timbers to win and they drew one one um there was a fella in the 71st minute he gets his first yellow card and then in the 76th minute he is forced to take a tactical foul and Portland go down a man um, already down one nil so luckily they were able to get a penalty to at least kind of save it but it, it, it was a
1: tough one. Yeah, tough one to take. So only one of the values in this week, and that was, um, that was my one. But you guys got your bankers in, which is what we should always be looking to do. Uh, on to the outsider picks, and I was in the third tier of German football for Osnabrück versus Braunschweig. I just really fancied the away price on Braunschweig here at better than 2-1 to one for a team that's uh, on a better run and higher in the table bet did not come in. However, uh, it was a one-all draw. However, I'm certain I was on the right side of this. And the 21 to 10 odds on Fig. They took the lead. Um, they conceded the equalizer right at the end of the first half. So in in first half stoppage time. Uh, so weren't weren't able to see the win through. But I s- still quite like the pick. I'd probably back it again this week if that game was happening again this week. And I got to over two to one on the away team. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. As see, it's the difficult thing as well with the, the spate of fixtures that just weren't on and us all in the, these really low leagues. Well, myself and Gordon in these really low leagues. There's no way of finding yeah. highlights of these games.
0: <laughs> like You're not getting... You <laughs> I know. have found that to be unfortunate, yeah. That is a <laughs> tricky part.
1: You're not watching or finding highlights of these. Um, and Gordon's, Gordon's Outsider was in the Japanese J2 League, so the second tier of Japanese football. For Monte Yamagata versus Tokyo Verde. Um he took the away team, Tokyo Verde, here at a really nice price of 11 to 4. This game ended three all. Um Verde were never ahead though, and they're and they're equalizing goal to make it three, each happened in stoppage time. So I, I still like the pick. Um I think the 11 to 4 odds were good for Gordo. It just didn't come in this time. Joey, outsider, how did you do?
0: Yeah, that I, I'm still kind of struggling with that outsider. We're still gotta work on that. I had uh Adelaide United to draw against Central Coast Mariners, and unfortunately there was another red card in the 27th minute for Adelaide, and they were like they were able to hold out hold out until the 77th minute. Uh-huh. Uh, and then from there it was kind of pushing and there were just a couple late goals in the 90th first and 93rd minute that made it a three-nil score line, but that realistically probably could have been a one one nil game
1: yeah it, I mean you were in the hunt for that for most of that match you know it was, a, it, was it was it was a draw was until almost. Like it. A, yeah it was a draw until almost the 80th minute um and then you know they've been playing with 10 men for over an hour exactly they just capitulated um so unlucky it's never gonna be easy red red cards you need some book to offer red card insurance or something you know I'd, I'd probably be interested
0: yeah. Yeah. we should we should come up with
1: that <laughs> yeah, red card insurance <laughs> On to the charity picks And uh, I let down the charity pick Straight away First thing on Saturday morning And I knew I shouldn't have done it But there were just no fixtures last week um, The Japanese YBC Levain Cup So the League Cup And it's in a group <laughs> format stage And it's the game three in the groups And Hiroshima already had six points They probably weren't that arsed about this I just like the price of them at almost even money against Shimizu S-Pulse because Shimizu are not a good team. Um, although they were good enough to beat a second string Hiroshima side 2-1. Um, Gordon's charity pick. Uh, so it'll be back to me backing it this week because Gordon's charity pick came in. I really, really liked this pick, but I didn't like what he did with it. Uh, he took Yokohama FC away at Vent it Kofu, but he didn't. He took he took the double chance at odds of 1-2 to when you could have got Yokohama at two to one straight up, and I'm sure I said on last week's show that's a much better bet. That's a really good bet, um, yeah, and, and, and it turned out to be a very good bet as Yokohama won the game two to one. Um, so he got his one to two shot in, but if he'd been a bit bolder, um, he would have got he would have got the outsider odds in.
0: It could have been a really good week if he had uh, swapped his charity and outsider picks. Yeah. And uh Verde on the uh the double chance instead.
1: <laughs> exactly. And you well, a straight up win. That's what we get. That's what we get. It was a it was a strange week last week, and there were slim pickings all around. And I'd already killed the charity bet, uh Joyce, there was no pressure on you.
0: Yeah, so mine was uh, Melbourne City, both teams to score against MacArthur. And I will say, you guys did extremely well given the circumstances and what you were kind of picking from. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I kind of shot the bet a bit. Uh, I ended up going one for three. I think this was probably the most unfortunate and probably the most frustrating one for me because MacArthur opened the, opened the scoring in the seventh minute, or so we thought, and then it got chopped off by Barr. And then Jamie McLaren, which I was hoping he would be playing for this game, he ended up scoring in the 64th minute. So he started the game and unfortunately the game finished 1-0 and there weren't as quite as much fireworks as I was hoping for. But I mean, good for him. He kind of kept scoring and he's the top scorer in the league for a reason.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that was probably one of our less good weeks, but we did preface last week's show with it was essentially a bonus show. We almost cancelled the, canceled the podcast last week, but then we thought, no, Joey knows his stuff when it comes to America and Australia, so we had at least we had some interest last weekend um, so thank you very much for that um, we're going to head to our regular advertisement break in the middle of the show uh, but those of us that are members of the Trample Bet Club on Patreon, will get in the middle section where we'll bring in our new guest and we'll keep Joy around and we'll talk about some picks that maybe Joy likes for the weekend and that the rest of us have that didn't make next week's show uh, so if you fancy supporting the podcast, getting that bit of extra content in the middle, seeing us on the video show um, and also getting all the pics written down in a, in a cheat sheet each week. So a nice little handy JPEG you can pull up on your phone, head to www.patreon.com forward slash trample um, or download the Patreon app on your cell phone. And search for trample bet you can join the trample bet club it's six pounds a month it really helps us out guys and you do get a whole host of stuff back um joey thank you so much uh for your for guesting two weeks in a row um we always love having you on and i'm sure you will be back again soon
0: yeah i was hoping to do a little bit better this past week but uh you know what they say back to the lab i mean this isn't easy and I just feel a little embarrassed because those are supposed to be my leagues oh I was so close
1: you were you were, you were so close you were so close and, it, and you're very right it does happen but the lo- there's always a future transfer redemption um, and exactly we'll see you in a few weeks time Welcome back to the show. Um, last week's guest, Joey Sledzak, has departed. And it's my pleasure to welcome back trample bet uh, friend and colleague, Dave Greenfield. Dave, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, my How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Um, I'm excited that there's actually a load of football to see this weekend as opposed to last <laughs> <Yeah>. weekend. <laughs> so we've got, I think Joey got the you know the short end of the stick last week being the um, guest on the weekend. Really, you know there wasn't wasn't much to choose from, but there's certainly plenty this week. Um, as as we all know, Gordo has COVID. Um, Gordo has no voice just now, apparently. Uh, so I have his picks with some of his reasoning. It's not very in depth. I know you've seen it, Dave. <laughs> it's short and sweet and to the point um it, it's certainly not joey in depth no it's certainly not joey it's the antithesis of joey because um, you know joey was like oh, i suppose you know we could get joey to stay on and read out gordon's picks and i'm like no that would just put so much work onto joey because you he, he wouldn't feel comfortable reading out a one a one light synopsis <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah so we'll do it as normal bankers values outsiders and charities um I'll do mine and then as i say we've got Gordon's notes so we'll we'll follow with Gordon's and then and then Dave's third um and run through the picks for this week which is the weekend of Saturday April 2nd 2022 um and I'm going to kick us off on Saturday morning with my banker in the Japanese J-League with the Kashima Antlers versus Shimizu S-Pulse. The home win for Kashima is 6-11 to 11 here, and I think that's wonderful. I know it's like hovering around 1-2, to two, but getting the Antlers at home at 1-2 to two against Shimizu S-Pulse is just very good. Um, been really impressed with the Antlers this season. They're third in the league. They've got 12 points from five games played so far. Uh, so that's four wins, one loss. And that, that only loss was in week two against Kawasaki Frontale. who if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know they're just excellent. Like they're they're the team to the you know that will be favorites for the J League every year. So no shame in losing to them. Uh and their other four games have been wins. Chimsa Espels are fifteenth now. It's an 18 team league in, in three spots or relegation spots. So they're just teetering on that. Okay, we're we're not many games in, but this is where I expect them to be sort of all season. In, in its season end, hovering around that final re- relegation place, um, they've got five points from their five games so far. Now it's early days in the Japanese season, but, but Kashima are just a much better team than Shimizu S-Pulse, and they should win this comfortably, especially as the home side. So getting better than one to two, I think, is a pretty good spot. So that's that's my that's my banker, and Gordo is uh, doing his tried and tested. Dortmund versus RB Leipzig Saturday at 5.30pm in the German Bundesliga as he does with all bankers involving Dortmund it's over 0.5 first half goals so that's total that's basically a goal in the first half at least one for for any team and that's 2-7 to Um, Gordon's notes on this these two teams can't (laughs) defend and it will probably be one all at halftime so even if it's not one all, even if it's just one nil or nil one, his his bet will come in, and he's had good success with this in the past. So I can see why he's taking it again this week. Yeah, Haaland's back as well, isn't he now? As he well, is. so. so you've got to think there's a big goal threat for Dortmund, and for two teams yeah. that can't defend. Um, I, th- I think <laughs> I, th- I think what he means by that is they put more emphasis into their attack. <laughs> yeah, you know they're still good teams. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got in the banker slot, Dave?
2: Uh, so uh, I'm in a uh, League One, and I've got uh Sheffield Wednesday versus Wimbledon. I like Sheffield Wednesday uh four to eleven. So uh, Sheffield Wednesday are in the, sitting in sixth at the minute in the last playoff position, while Wimbledon sit in twenty-first in the relegation zone. Wimbledon have also just they sat their manager after the last game, and they've just appointed a new manager today. So. Hopefully he won't have time to uh turn them around in. and yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean w- Wimbledon have uh they've took no points for the last five games. They've took no uh so yeah, no points for the last five games. Um, they've, they've uh, haven't actually won a game in the league since the seventh of December. Wow. Um, a lot of draws and uh, a lot of losses since then. And uh yeah, so Sheffield Wednesday uh, one two drawn to the last four games, which is you know, the the one last game. They won six nil uh against um Chelsea, uh, sorry against Cambridge. And they've only lost two in the last thirteen games as well. So also the top of the home form table, 44 points of 20 games. And uh Wimbledon have only took 16 points from 20 away games this season. So I think we should be looking at quite a comfortable uh
1: Um, It sounds like it, and hopefully that's a a banker treble coming in this week, um, which priced up at 3.65 just now is 1.7 to 1. So pretty decent for, for three things that we think are pretty much nailed on. So that's Kashima Antlers, a goal in the Dortmund game's first half, and then Sheffield Wednesday. On to the value picks. Now, this is where the odds get a little bit higher, tend to be around even money or so, just where we see a little bit of value in backing one side over another or a particular thing. Maybe we think the bookies haven't quite priced up correctly. And for my value pick, I'm I'm in Japan again, Saturday morning, 7 a.m. this time for Kawasaki Frontail against Saretsu Osaka. And a home win for Kawasaki is just under evens at odds of 4-5. to You might be able to find it in other bookies even closer to even money. Um, Kawasaki, unsurprisingly, top of the J-League after seven matches. I don't think they'll have things as easy as they have had in previous seasons when it comes to winning the title. They'll have some stiff competition from Kashima Antlers and the Yokohama F Marinos this year. However, they are definitely plenty good enough to get the job done at home against Soretto Ozaka. And I'm really surprised you're getting this close to even money. Um, Kawasaki, 16 points from their seven matches. Osaka have six points. Um, Although they have played two games less. But Kawasaki are just deadly at home and have been for several years now. They've played three matches at home this season. They've won all three of them. Getting around even money here is just a a good spot. Um, And long-term listeners will know in Kawasaki is usually a good thing to do.
2: Uh, Have I won the league? Quite a few years
1: on the bank. Yeah, so the J-League used to be widely renowned as um, a league that uh, anybody could win. Um, It had something ridiculous, like in its first... I I might look this up so I don't get it wrong, but it was something like in its first 10 years, eight different teams won it. So it it was properly, absolutely mental. Um, Whereas in, in recent years, Kawasaki have taken a bit of a stranglehold on it. Uh, they've won it the last two years in a row which yeah. for a league that and you know and their favourites to win it this year as well now for a league that just had so many different winners um, it, it's strange they've won four out of the last five so the Yokohama F Marinos managed to get in there in 2019 but every year since 2017 apart from that has gone the way of Kawasaki Frontal so yeah and they don't look like slowing down either although I do think mm-hmm. they will have stiff competition this year from the other two so, Gordon's uh, value pick, um, <laughs> as Gordon does, he's in low league France <laughs> uh, on Friday evening at 6 p.m. for Bastia Borgo versus Stade Briochamp. And the away win for Stade Briochamp is 13 to 8. So, that's quite a high price. Um, he says that the, f- the form team playing away away from home here, they've taken 15 points from their last five. Bastia Borgo have only managed four. He reckons the price on Stade Briocham will shorten in the lead-up to kick-off. I know nothing about the French Little Leagues. (laughs) No. (laughs) Literally nothing. I didn't even know that was a team, Stade Briocham. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Well, I was uh, say, I'm glad you're on pronunciation and <laughs> <have> not known. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Bastia Borgo plenty because they you know they're involved in games that Gordon likes betting on. Uh but I don't think I've seen Stan Breoshan before. I don't know if they're new into this league or, or whatnot. I'm just gonna have to take Gordon's advice. But hey, the good thing is it's Friday at six PM. So if it loses, I can reback our shouts as a double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, Dave, what's your value pick for the weekend?
2: Uh, so, I'm in the uh, MLS at uh, half past eight on Saturday night. And it's uh, my beloved Chicago Fire against FC Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chicago Fire a bang on evens at home. So, uh, I mean, Dallas are doing okay. They're uh, fifth in the Western Conference. I took seven points from four games. Whereas Chicago is third in the Eastern, taking eight points from four games. Chicago have the best defensive record in the MLS at the minute. They've only conceded one goal. And that was the last their last game out, which they won three one. Yeah. Uh they, they haven't lost this season yet. The two draws, two wins. Dallas have only lost once, but it what it's an away fixture they've lost. Whereas, you know, home advantage in MLS certainly does oh play a big advantage because of, obviously, the fan base. Uh, the
1: fan base and the distance involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not many people going to away games every week, is there? When you're, no, you're talking six-hour plane journeys. <laughs>
2: yeah, and even, like, for the for the teams, it's must be knackering going. Yeah. Long flights to play games uh, as well. But uh, our man uh, Shabilko got off the mark last week as well, scoring two goals. So he's uh, and Shikiri got one from the penalty spot. Yep. So they're both uh, both scoring. And um, they've got, they've got a keeper, he's only 17. Obviously, like he's only conceded one goal in four games. And apparently, already, uh, Rangers and Chelsea are both snapping around, about him about him. yeah, from what yeah. uh, what we've been hearing, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Chicago at home, even. I like, I like it.
1: it, yeah, I like it as well. I like that pick again, MLS. I don't know particularly too much about <laughs> it, but obviously you enjoy you know your stuff in there and I'm more than happy to uh, to go along with that. I'm also more than happy with my uh, bet on Chicago Fire to, to win the MLS this year after you and tipped it up a it few. Certainly, uh, I can't imagine it's anywhere near 100 to 1 at the minute. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy with that already in the bag, just growing in expected value. <laughs> it's cash out when they make the playoffs. Oh no, no, no. I don't hey hey Dave, I don't I don't cash out. I just sit there and lose my money like a real man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So um the treble on that I think comes out at just around eight to one or so. So for Kawasaki's frontale, Stad Briochan and Chicago Fire. On to the outsiders, and we, we have been doing well this year at hitting outsiders. Um, we've got a lot of two out of threes. So backing it as a trixie, like I usually do, is is usually pretty good. Hopefully, this is the week um, that that we hit three out of three. My outsider is so early in the weekend calendar; it's ridiculous. It's Friday morning because it's in Japan again in the J League, and it's at eleven a.m. on Friday. Uh, but you'll probably be you know you're you're able to stream the J League games on um, mm-hmm. Bet three six five on William Hill you have the option just to watch them uh, on your computer so that might be something if you're free um or working from home on friday you can have on in the background <laughs> and it's Avispa Fukuoka versus Sagan Tosu uh these two teams are really close to each other in the table they've both played 5 games avispa have 6 points and tosu have 7 um they've also both scored less than a goal on average each game and they've conceded less than a goal a game on average as well, both of them. So, you know, they're they tight in their back and they don't score very much. Fukuoka's last five home matches, four draws and one defeat, and that defeat was by a one-goal margin. Tosu's last five away games has also been four draws and one <laughs> defeat. Again, that defeat was by a single goal. I think so, I can
2: see where
1: we're going. It? So I... I mean, you can look back through the four years that we've been doing this, and you can count on one hand the amount of times I've backed to draw. But this just seems right for this game, uh, and the draw between Avispa Spakovko and Sagan here is two to one. But yeah, was that the way you thought it was going to go?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look for the start, I'm surprised you're getting two to one for like. Considering how many games they have both drawn this season. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's madness. Um, I, I I guess people just don't like backing draws, and I can understand why. Well, yeah. if, if if you're betting on football to watch it, you like to have some skin in the game and cheat on a team. You don't want <laughs> you, you don't want to sit there and just hope it's nil-nil <laughs> and go home. So yeah, so a draw for me. Um, which takes us to Gordo's outsider. Now he usually loves backing draws, and he hasn't this <laughs> week. Uh for him, he's in Italy in the Serie A at 5pm on Saturday for Lazio versus Sassuolo. The away win for Sassuolo here is three to 3-1. Um, and Gordo says, Sassuolo have mugged off Lazio the last few times they've played and are surprisingly close in the table. Lazio in seventh, Sassuolo in ninth. The head-to-head over the last few meetings has been a draw and two Sassuolo wins. Sassuolo have taken 13 points from their last five. Lazio have only managed seven points. I think the 3-1 to one is a good price. I mean, I generally, you know, backing against Lazio doesn't tend to work out very well. But the three to one price tag with what he said there, it seems like solid reasoning. Yeah, can't can't argue with that too much. Dave, you're outsider to complete the treble.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'll be honest. I struggled this week with an outsider. Uh, yeah. It took me a while to, uh, to find one. Back and forth, a few, but I settled on uh, Leeds against Southampton in the uh, Premier League Saturday 3 o'clock and uh, going for Leeds at 13 to 10 Uh, so Leeds since 16th through 29 points and uh, Southampton uh, took 35 points um, from 29 games and in 11th they both got 6 points from the last 5 games but Leeds have got their 6 points by winning their last 2 games so they were 2-0 down to Wolves last last game and have uh um, ended up winning three two. Yeah. And then they beat Norwich two one. Whereas uh Southampton have lost the last four games straight. Mm-hmm. So um also Leeds have won the last two meetings at Ellen Road. Uh winning both three nil. And they've also they are without Bamford who's out for the rest of the season, but uh they should have uh Calvin Phillips and Liam Cooper who were who were both on the bench against War, so I would like to think they'd get a uh, maybe start. If not, I could imagine they'll at least get a few minutes. Uh, and Leeds, Leeds like- can
1: get goals from from a lot of places in that team, the way they play. Yeah. I mean, Dallas, because yeah. um, I used to have him in my fantasy teams and he was a defender mm. and he'd score every other week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, like Jesse Marsden, you know, he's a decent manager, I just think. It's Americans over here, isn't it? And no offense yeah. to Joey, but like people don't tend to take him seriously because of the way they talk about football and lot, like the stuff they say. But I think he knows his stuff. Of course, he does. He hasn't. He hasn't managed the sides he's he's managed, and not like knowing what he's talking about. I think he'll do all right for him.
1: Yeah, so do I. Um. Obviously, Leeds Biesla was amazing for them, and and yeah. some people. Some people still highly rate him. Other people think he's massively overrated. But what he certainly was, was he he made football for Leeds fans interesting again. Um, And I, and I, I think that'll continue. So I'm sure if Gordon was here, he would point out that your outsider is lower odds than his value pick. I oh, know, <laughs> so I feel I need to do that for him, considering he's not here. <laughs>
2: it's not usually my wife, but I, I struggled so much.
1: Yeah, you know, you're better. You're better getting something that you have a wee bit of confidence in than just picking something for the sake of it. Like you know, we want yeah. these, you know, we all we all want these picks to win. Um, so that's a draw in the game between Avispa, Fukuoka and Sagan Tosu. A win for Sassuolo against Lazio. And then a win for Leeds against Southampton, um, and that price is up at just over twenty-three to one. If you were to to take the treble, so a nice, nice big price there. So they're the main picks. It's now on to the charity pick, and we're going to have a bit of a bumper charity uh, weekend this weekend with Dave and I both backing it. Um, and hopefully there's there's a lot of money for for two incredibly good causes at the end of it. So no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I shall start as on Saturday at three pm in Scotland in League One. Now this game's already been flagged in the Facebook group. Um, an excellent spot from Ennis. Yeah,
2: uh, was it the odd boost odds on it? Was it?
1: So he's, he's, he, he says you can if you odds boost on Ladbrokes, you can get it at Evens, but if you just use Bet365, you can get it at Evens. You have, to oh, odds, right. you, you have to odds boost to get the price on Airdrie up to Evens at, at Ladbrokes or at Hills, but at 365, they just have right now on Wednesday evening, Airdrionians are even money to beat East Fife away from home. Um, Airdrie are second top of the league. They're challenging for the title. They're very much in the hunt. East Fife are dead last. They're like they're completely rock bottom in this table. Form wise, Airdrie joint top of the League Five's game form table with eleven points, um, and in that time they've scored ten times and conceded only three. So they are they are winning games and they are you know they're winning them with confidence and they're winning comfortably. East Fife have managed four points from their last five matches, but they've only scored three goals and they've conceded eight. Evens on Airdrie here just seems such a good price and it's just yeah. far too good to pass up. Um, so hopefully they can get one leg in for the charity.
2: Yeah, I think it's what I think. If that if they go, if they score first, I think that's it. You, know, you oh, can't see uh, uh, five
1: getting back into it, can you? And even if he's five score first, it's a game you can see they just coming back and winning from. Like, Do you know what I mean?
2: Like yeah, they're they're yeah. still going to be in it,
1: even if they do lose that first goal. Um, so yeah, I just think it's a really good pick, and it is a really big price. On to Gordon's pick. This might be where it all hinges, depending on what time of the weekend uh, your game's at, Dave. His, he's waiting till no, Sunday. Mine's last. As oh, no, he's a
2: Sunday, isn't it?
1: Yeah, his is Sunday. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he's last, yeah. Right, so <laughs> it might all hinge on absent Gordon. Uh, Sunday <laughs> at 2pm, so the game will be on TV uh, in the English Premiership. Sorry, the English Premier League. <laughs> We don't we don't like calling the, the top league in England the premiership? It's not been that for years. It's just that it's the Scottish Premiership, uh, the Premier League in England. Um, for West Ham versus Everton. And Gordo has taken a home win for West Ham here, at odds of four to five. And the notes that you gave for this pick are Everton are shit. Close inverted commas. That was it. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, yeah, we should know. The last time he backed Everton to win was
1: <laughs> to Norwich. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> and I'm sure I pulled him up at the time going, no, that's that, that's a terrible pick. Why are you doing that? Yeah. So he's maybe learned his lesson. He's backing against Everton. He's going for a solid home win for West Ham here. I can't disagree with it. Uh, Everton no. are very bad just now and, and they're in it's, serious trouble.
2: Yeah, especially away from home. They've yeah. been... I mean, they haven't been good anywhere, really. But a from home, have been even worse.
1: Yeah. Um, right, Dave. Round us, round us. off for the final pick of this week's show, and to complete yeah. our charity treble.
2: So I mean, uh, somewhere probably people wouldn't think I would be, but it's uh, I'm in the French league, and it's uh, Saint Etienne versus Marseille, and uh, I like Marseille eleven to ten. It's on uh, eight o'clock on Saturday night. So Marseille sitting second with 53 points. Saint Etienne in 18th, 27 points. But Marseille at top of the away form table. They've took 30 points from 14 away games, whereas St. Etienne sits 17th in the home form table, only taking 15 points for 15 games. Uh, Marseille have uh, won the last uh won the last four games, won two at home, two away. Saint Etienne have only won one in the last five. Marseille won the last two meetings between the sides as well. So I mean, uh, I know uh, it's normally Gordo's league, the French league, but when we'd put our picks in the group, he did seem to like it. So yeah,
1: I was going to say Gordon's already given it his French seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah that that all sounds good. I think the charity bet has a really good shot coming in here, decent odds as well, because we're all hovering around even money mark. So that's a win for Airdreonians, um, a win for West Ham, and a win for Marseille. And that price is up at just over six and a half to one. So hopefully next week, Dave will be reporting on a, a, a glorious win and a bumper oh, charity, uh, <laughs> money to charity. Uh, that That's the picks from this week's show. You can get them all written down, uh, as I mentioned earlier, every week in a handy JPEG format on the Patreon app. So just download Patreon. Search for Trample Bet, £6 a month to be a member of the club. Um, so you get the cheat sheet, you get this podcast early, so as soon as we finish recording it in in video format, which includes the extra bit in the middle um and then you also get a whole host of other podcasts and other content that we do and we'll be doing stuff for the uh, um the masters coming up in the various golf tournaments I think that's the next thing that's in that 's in the calendar. so do join us on patreon mention the the Facebook group as well uh, so that's just come and join us on Facebook search trample bit podcast. It's a group of uh, a couple of hundred people in there, and we we talk football, we talk football betting, we talk sports betting. Um, all the regular contributors are are in there as well as a whole host of folk uh, that know a lot more about certain sports than I do. Uh, Michael Stokes excellent with his rugby and his uh with his with his Airdronians shout nice and early um, this week. So it's it's a good place to be and it's good fun. And Dave, you put your your treble uh, from yesterday night in there. I just took it at the wrong bookie.
2: Yeah, uh, if you just took it at three six
1: five, which uh, if you've listened to me on this podcast before,
2: you know I've been a bit lucky with three six five payouts with two uh, nil winners. But uh, yeah, it was uh, Mansfield, Oldham, and Salford, and uh, luckily Mansfield went two 0 up, and uh, but. Actually, drew the game two all in the end, whereas Salford won two one and Oldham won two nil. So, again, yeah, if you'd have been on three six five, it would have paid out for you.
1: Yeah, if you'd been on three six five, you got all your winnings in full. But if, like me, you bagged it at Hills because that's where your balance is after the Cheltenham Festival, <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for joining us um, and for sort of holding the floor in Gordon's absence this week as well.
2: No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me
1: on. And we'll see you next week to, uh, to recap um, what hopefully has been another successful week for you. I hope so. <laughs> nice one. That's the show. Thank you everyone very much for listening. Uh, we shall see you next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport Social.
0: Eighteen plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino dot com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.